What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Circle of Slime. It's me, your boy Skinny. I'm joined by Jazzy J and the one and only Ozzy Fresh. Que vuelta, everybody. Happy Friday, or should we say Friday? Friday. <laughs> there we go, man. Fuck, first and foremost, guys, um, fuck Thursdays, bro. Yeah. Thursday fuck Thursday night football. <laughs> um, the the games are trash. They threw our whole show's rotation out of whack. <laughs> it's ruined our whole schedule. Um, like we kind of like took like a ten day hiatus or something like that because of Thursday night football. But also, uh, there was a life threatening hurricane that kind of came through here too. <laughs> <laughs> that did happen as well. But um, so if you're joining the show, uh, thank you guys so much for uh being here with us today. Um, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate you guys subscribing. We'll make sure you hit that like button. We'll appreciate that even more. Make sure you check us out on all our platforms, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, like and subscribe, everything, man. And we'll just be so grateful for you guys as we already are. But um, let's get right to it, man. Last time we spoke, the Dolphins were getting ready to face the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we were 3-0. and We went into that game. Tua almost died. Uh, it was really rough, and we took an L. Um, Slime, I'll come to you first. Uh, what was your first takeaway from um, that Dolphins loss against the Cincinnati Bengals? And um, if there was anything you've seen in that game, what can we improve from in that game to help us get a victory on Sunday against the New York Stinking Jets? So the biggest takeaway is, and this is for Jason here and for Anthony you have a new oh, member shit. of the team. Oh, no! <laughs> you uh, you need Tua, right? That's, yeah. that's first and foremost. When you saw him not play and, and exit the game, obviously, you know, doing the fencing position with his concussion, which is terrible to see over and over and over again. Um, you need him, right? Uh, other than that, the game was super <clears throat> balanced, man. If you look at the stats, first downs, yardage, rushing yards, everything was pretty equal against the Bengals. And it just goes to show you uh, bringing in Teddy Bridgewater, who hasn't been having the first team reps and not really a, a, been there to shine to, to really have that repertoire with his receivers like Tua has. Um, it, it was rough. So kind of being behind the ball there without Tua was a big takeaway. And uh, But other than that, the defense still played pretty decent for the most part. Um, the weaknesses really came to Teddy Bridgewater. I feel like the offense got a little bit stagnant. At some points, he threw some bad balls, um, and that's common, right? This guy hasn't started yet. He's he's coming mid-game into a whole new situation. So uh, to improve, he's going to have a whole week's worth of practices against the Jets and kind of familiarize himself with the timing because uh, me and Jason were talking yesterday, and you can just tell how Tua just knows his reads, knows exactly where to go, and it's just hike. Look, look, snap, get rid of the ball, right? The only two times he has not gotten rid of the ball in that fashion, he's got concussed both times against the Bills and the Bengals. So Teddy just needs to improve that on that timing and get those reads right. Check one, two. If it's not there, dump it to your flat or get rid of it. And that's the way the ball is going to keep moving, I feel. And then obviously Chase Edmonds getting more reps, Raheem Mostert getting that run game fully involved, not that your quarterback's not really your star anymore of the team. You got to balance out the run game, and that's the way we take care of the Jets. Yeah, we're 29th in rushing, and we haven't had a 100-yard rusher <clears throat> so far through, through four games. So it's not good. One of the biggest things that— Sorry to interrupt, but what's wild is that 
Big Daniel was brought in thinking of revolutionizing the uh, revolutionizing the run game. So we're expecting to be the most lethal running team of all time, but it's the complete opposite. I feel like our passing game has just been beyond elite and our running game is what needs help. Yeah, I agree. Um, like I said, we haven't had one 100-yard rusher. And in the offseason, that's all we were talking about, how great our running game was going to be, how our running backs were going to eat. <coughs> Excuse me. Jason, I'll come to you. Uh, biggest takeaway from that Bengals loss, and what is something you think the team can improve on that we can show on Sunday in order to get that victory against the New York stinking Jets? I love how you had stinking every time. You know, I think it's just get Teddy the ball. You know, uh, let him get some practice. Uh, let him get some good reps. If he can get some good reps and he can get the, you know, a lot of playtime in, that'll be good because going into the fourth quarter, we were up by one point, you know, and if, you know, you get more practice time, more reps, we'll be fine. But like Ozzy said, the team is dependent on Tula. So it's all dependent on health. And we've talked, spoken about this with other sports and other teams. It's all dependent upon the health. Yeah, definitely. And we had a lot of guys missing practice this week. No Tyreek, no Xavier Howard, no Jalen Waddle. Well, no these, Ron Armstead. Armstead. These guys are all-stars, perennial pro bowlers. Some have been pro bowlers for many years. So uh, it's going to be interesting, the roster that we take into New York this weekend. And I'm really keeping an eye on that injury report because that's going to be huge. Um, let's talk about this specific game on Sunday. We have an opportunity to go 3-0 and in the division. Jason, how much of a game changer would it be for the Dolphins to not only start four and one, but be able to go three and zero in the division? I'll take over first. Seems like oh, you got it, Jay. <laughs> there you go. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, no, it's huge. Going into the first quarter of the season, we end out the first four games. We're three and one. We're on top of the AFC East. We're leading in the division. I think this is a big mark. And going, having these injuries right now, it, it's almost like we're playing with house money because we have that 3-1 lead and we have the opportunity and the time that if you're going to tinker with it, this is the time right now. Let's go ahead, give Teddy some time. Hey, you even got Skyler back there. Let's see what the hell we got. If you're going to do it, why not a better opportunity than having a 3-1 record going starting going into the second quarter of the season? Yeah, Slime, how about you? What's your take on that? Yeah, so I think just fully agree with what Jason said. Like, this is the perfect time, right? We, as a fan base, or just us as family, we were talking maybe 2-2. Two and two. You know, we were hoping three and one coming out of it. Four and zero. We got was, it. Was a wish, and we got it right. We so, and like, we would have had four and zero, dude. Yeah, if two we, plays were four and zero. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So uh, I think, like Jason said, this is the perfect time, right? Because this is, according to the stats, these next five games are going to be the easiest of our schedule, uh, by far. We're playing the shittiest quarterbacks in the NFL, um, and we should be, you know, favorites in every game for the next at least four or five games moving forward. So I think health is key, right? As long as we can get everybody to keep stay healthy. And uh, yeah, Skylar Thompson would be a great way to, you know, now if Teddy sucks again, you can bring Skylar Thompson in and change the game. But it would be just so great to get that 500th win on top of that against the Jets and, and really be in a position where you, we can just start testing out all kinds of shit for other opponents down the season to see what can work and what can't work with uh, McDaniel's scheme. Yeah, let me give you guys a list of the next seven games the next quarterbacks will be facing. We got uh, Zach Wilson, um, Kirk Cousins, uh, Kenny Pickett, 
Jared Goff, Justin Fields, Jacoby Brissett, and David Mills. Like, go figure. Jared Goff is the only one on the way to the Pro Bowl out of all those players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jared Goff of all those quarterbacks is doing uh, the best. But I remember seeing a text from Jason earlier in the week that it said uh, trap game. And um, that scares me. And with all things considered, especially all the injuries. And uh, the Jets are 2-2, two and two, believe it or not. They're 500 right now. They they're have not, a good team. They're they not a, the worst team in the NFL. They have a very good team. Yeah. Just, and the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, and Zach Wilson is back. So um, it's going to be an interesting game. And this is definitely a game where I think if the team isn't mentally prepared and focused and the, the defense doesn't come out, I think I truly believe that even with two and not in the lineup – this team has more than enough. We have more than enough weapons. We have a great defense that we should still be able to, I don't want to say manhandle, but we should win by, if let's say we're doing a spread, it's got to be more than six for the Dolphins. I think we have the talent. Would you guys agree with that? Slime, I'll go to you first. I agree, uh, especially because this is only Zach Wilson's second game back, right? The guy's still probably thinking about that knee. He's not going to be 100% confident. Um, their running game is still kind of shaky, although Brees Hall's been playing really well. Um, their defense is what's been stagnant, right? Uh, not stagnant. I've been I've been good. Uh, so we want to make sure that we keep that defense on their toes because the offense, I think we can take care of business of with, with our defense. Jason? Totally agree. I think with the weapons that we have on offense and our defense playing the way they've been playing, we should and we are the favor uh, favorite going into this game. I think it's it's always divisional games are always very extremely difficult. They're never a cakewalk, no matter even if it is the Jets when the Jets were in their dumps and we Doesn't were just matter. an average team. It's always a tough game because it's a divisional game. But I think we are the favor because you can we have the clear talent. We have a mixture of young and veteran talent. And we, we should be the favorite team. We should come out with a victory. It's going to be tough because it's a divisional, a divisional game, but we should come out of there with a W. Yeah, I agree. Um, The Dolphins, I think we have more than enough talent. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is more than serviceable. For the record, he threw the longest pass of the NFL through five weeks. What That bomb to Tyreek Hill had the most... Yes, that had the most air yards all season than any other quarterback. And there was a picture of uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater just slinging it. And the caption was, fuck it, Tyreek's down there somewhere. (laughs) Good old Hopkins catch. Yeah, Um, so go ahead. So we're three and a half point favorites, which is obviously giving some leeway because we're playing in New York. Correct. Uh, But the odds are in our favor just in the sense that we're playing New York now instead of yes. playing them in December, you know, when it's freezing balls out there. So I think, like Jason said, this is definitely a trap game, but we got to capitalize because everything's in our benefit at the moment, aside from missing our stud QB. Wow. And at the end of the day, QB. this is what you signed Teddy for, for situations like this. You know what I'm saying? So if Teddy has to come out of this playing three games and he comes out of it two and one, that's perfect. That's what you want out of your backup. And I'll take that coming out of my backup. That means we go and we leave the second quarter of the season and we go into the second half of the season having only lost two games. Sign me up for that shit. Sign I'll take that any up. day. Yeah. With everything that's going on with these concussions, man, uh, there hasn't really been no timetable on Tua's return. Usually you'll hear when a player gets hurt, he's out three to six weeks. He's out three to six months. He's out one to two weeks. We haven't heard anything. And because of the fact that it happened two weeks in a row, like they're, they're not even letting him fly with the team to this game. 
what is you guys' prediction on how long this is going to take? How long do you think we'll be in this situation? I know none of us are doctors. Uh, it would all just be speculation. But, like, wh what do you think? How long do you think he'll be out for? And um, how long do you think he should be out for coming off an injury like this? Jason, I'll come to you first. Well, I'm going to avoid the how long I think because uh, I have no idea. Yeah. Now, how, yeah, how long do I uh, think that they will keep him out? I think we'll probably see him out for a total of one more game. They royally messed up on that first game. He should not have come back into that game, and he should not have played that Thursday night game. So I think we're obviously going to see him out on uh, this Sunday against the Jets, but I think we'll probably see him sit one more game, and after that we'll probably see Tua's return. Uh, which would give him a total of uh, two games having missed or three games having missed. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it'll it'll probably end up being three games. Now, what are they going to do? No idea. No idea. It could be five games. It was so bad. Like, the way it looked, it was so bad. It could be five games. Who knows? Yeah. You know, I've been seeing a lot of stuff online, and you we spoke about this earlier. People are saying, and I'm not hearing just, like, regular people. I'm, I'm Like, doctors are saying, the kid should retire. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's, like, like not crazy in the sense of, are you crazy? You're going to have him retire. That's crazy in the sense that, man, it could be that bad that, yeah, you might want to consider that. Imagine that's if he crazy. took it up. Imagine if he took it upon himself to retire from yes. the game. Yes. That's crazy. Like, like, just, woof. You know, it's like, oh, my God. You know, it was that bad of a situation. Yeah. And it was mishandled that bad. Yeah, that's it was just it was the it was just bad from every single angle. Um him coming back in, um, then happening again the next week. And sure enough, it was um the doctor from the Will Smith movie. Was the name of the movie called Concussion? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, uh, uh Dr. Omal or something like that. He was one of the people that said, My brother, I love you, but you need to stop playing this game and retire. And that, mm -hmm. that took over headlines and it was crazy. But uh Slime, I'll come to you. How long do you think um, Tua will be out for? And um, when would you like to see him return? When do you think, in your opinion, I know you're not a doctor, but based on him being cleared and all the medical examiners being cleared, what is uh, Ozzy Fresh saying when Tua should come back, considering what you saw on the field? So I have been listening to quite a bit of medical professionals on a variety of podcasts, and it's not necessarily the timetable for waiting from the last concussion. It's the fact that he had two within four days. That's mm -hmm. like the biggest factor. So a lot of the professionals are saying that he should wait at minimum a month, a full month to give his time for his brain to stop swelling, to kind of go back to normal size. And, and it's like the safest bet. Still not mm -hmm. safe, obviously, because you're hearing a lot of people saying he should retire and all that good stuff. But I think at minimum, I would follow that route, right? Give him a full month. We're going through a stretch of shitty teams. Let the guy fully heal, bro. Trust in your backup. You brought him in knowing Tua was injury prone. We didn't we didn't know it was going to be his head this this season. We thought maybe his hip or his ankle or anything like that. But, but you brought Teddy in for that reason, like Jason said. So take your time with him. This guy is proven to be super valuable now that he knows your system. And Let super fragile. And super fragile too, you know, granted he's small, he's not built like a normal NFL QB, um, but give him a month. So that would, you be know, we, we, we were talking about that last night too. It was like, of all the things Andy and I always debated about too, the one thing we always agreed on is that he's fragile, he's injury prone. And when he gets hurt, it's like, ah, oh, shit, you know, so the best ability is availability. And right now he's not available and let me ask you guys let me ask you guys another question in regards to like this is just based on two and what we've seen from two and with these concussions 
So I think I can 100% say that the first concussion against Buffalo wasn't necessarily Tua's fault. He made the throw. He was just casual backpedal and got pushed right in the fucking chest. Now the second one, he tried to extend the play. Basically exactly what happened in Alabama where he destroyed his fucking body. And Nick Saban, he shouldn't even been in that game, but Nick Saban used to tell him all the time, get rid of the ball. You're trying to do too much. Live to see another play. That concussion that we saw in Cincinnati, clearly Tua rolled out the pocket, was just trying to do too much, got wrapped up by that defensive tackle. How much of the blame are we putting on Tua for this injury, or are we just charging it to the game? Slime, I'll come to you first. You got to charge it to the game. I mean, every quarterback can assume that if he holds the ball too long, he's going to be concussed, right? Obviously, you're going to take a big hit, which is another part of the game. Joe Burrow was talking about it this week that he's played halves of games that he doesn't remember. Played, you know, like concussions just happen. Like this guy's been the in the league three years. Yeah, too. exactly. He's he's like, and I just don't remember whole quarters, whole halves. But that's football, right? So you can't assume that it's to his fault. It's the dude that weighed over a hundred pounds more than him. Flip him backwards over his back and sumo slam him on his fucking head. That's that was the issue. Right. Um, and he, well, there wasn't even a roughing the passer call on that. And you can clearly see that dude's a lot smaller than you. And I guess that's why the refs was like, well, he's small. That's just how it's always going to look when a small dude's getting thrown by a 400 pound man. Uh, so I don't think we can blame Tua for that. I just think you got to chalk it up to man. You got to be fucking not get thrown like that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you can't you, you can't. You, you, I don't know. You can't assume that that's ever going to happen. And but you can't be scared the whole time that it's going to happen either. So I, I guess I pass the blame on both sides because, yes, like you said, Saban has been prefacing this guy for the last six years, get rid of the fucking ball. And you're not doing that, trying to do too much, and that's what it gets you, unfortunately. It's, this game is not for the weak-willed, for the weak-hearted. You know, you're going to get hurt. It's just part of the game. Yeah, Jason, um, how much of this blame are we putting on Tua? Is he, is he holding the ball too long? Is he trying to extend plays that he shouldn't? Or... Like, I asked Slime, are we charging it to the game? Like, where do you stand on this? Yes, he's holding the ball long, too long. Yes, he's trying to extend plays when he should be getting rid of it. And no, I don't blame too. I charge it to the game. I mean, Steve Young, Troy Aikman, these guys had to leave the game because of concussions, you know? Um, Who was the guy I, I that just, played for Kansas City that had to retire because of concussions as Trent well? Green. Trent Green. Trent played for the Dolphins Green. too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Also, um, the Nigerian nightmare. I mean, this guy was a running back, and he would just uh, mobile Koye, run over people, and he played, I think, like five, six, seven years, something like that. And it was all because of the the the, the pounding to the body, you know. So, Luke um, yeah. I mean, it happens. You know, this is this is the game. This is this is the shit that happens. It's the price that you pay. Um, now, we've always said when Tua. Tua is bad at extending the plays. We've talked about how loose he is with holding the ball and how he causes fumbles and that the fumbles are his fault because he's so careless with it. And we talked about how Joe Burrow is running and he's holding the ball with two hands and stuff like that. And it's like always when Tua is trying to extend the play, that's when the mistakes happen. Well, you know what? The Dolphin Brass is smart and they also 
spent all that money on the offensive line and they signed Armstead so that they can give to a, a clean pocket so that he can have time and so that he can sit behind there and throw the ball. And if he's got, if, if the play is breaking down and he's got to extend it, then something's wrong up front. And that's just more, you know, football stuff that you got to fix. And you fix that, you know, throughout the week in practice and shit like that. But, yes, Tua should not be holding the ball. We've always said that. When he extends the play, that's when he becomes that person that we always constantly argue about. Don't extend the play. Just one, two. Yes, extremely <laughs> vulnerable. And, and we already know he's <laughs> fragile. We already know he's fragile. So he's got, that's why you pay all that money to the offensive line. Create a clean pocket. Keep him safe and let him do what he does best with his arm. Yeah, considering what we've seen in the last five years from this kid, well, let's say four years, his the his last year in Alabama and then his uh, first two years, and this is his third year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What, what is the shelf life on this kid, bro? Yeah, I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, the longevity, man, I don't know. I think I, it's not long. I can tell you that. If it continues at this rate, not long. How long can you play like that? You know, how long can you sustain that? How long can the body hold that type of damage when you're proven to be i mean drink some more fucking milk dude <laughs> i don't know what to say <laughs> and the it's part is he, he's gained weight he's at like 215 pounds at 510 yeah like five he's, nine. He's like, that's a big dude bigger yes <laughs> he's just small for football standards right and yeah. to answer your question slime i think he just needs to follow the system bro you need to to a t when i say that i mean one two snap get rid of the fucking ball the way mcdaniel set it up for you you know like get rid of the ball quickly at this point in his career, he can't afford to take these hits anymore. So after that second read, throw it out of bounds every fucking time, no matter what. Figure it out, you know, because at the end of the day, you, it's not worth taking those risks anymore because then you won't play football ever again. Yeah, or you might I, die I think, on the field. Yeah, <laughs> crazy too. Or you might die on the field. Yeah. I think he needs to like have the mind of like more of a, a veteran quarterback. Like I know we talk about how much this offense. Uh, looks like the San Francisco offense. And um, like, bro, I see the pocket collapse on Jimmy G. He's going to the ground. But Tua has the mentality that he's like fucking Lamar Jackson and or <laughs> Josh Allen that he wants to like create and do more. But I think if he, if he had more of the vet mentality and, you know, these guys, Brady, pocket collapses, fuck that shit. I'll get it on the next play. Like, do you guys, is it just me or do you guys see no, that as well? well you got to remember, man, Tua is the most scrutinized player in all of football his whole career, it feels like, in the NFL. So in his mind, he needs to prove that he is good. So he's going to try to extend every single play to show the haters, like, yo, I'm the fucking man. Y'all going to see me make it this happen. The problem is, both times you tried, fucking got <laughs> slammed on your head. So you got to take it easy and, and do like what you're saying, Slime. Get on your knees, get in the fetal, be like, all right, shit, That's got it. Red, and, and or play. throw it out of bounds. That's it. Yeah, Been Jay, got <laughs> Oh, got on your knees. But uh, yeah, man, that that's just uh, man. You really threw me off. I don't know where to go with this now. Drink of the night. Drink of the night, everybody. <laughs> Give it to him, slime. <laughs> All right. So. I actually picked this up with thoughts of you, Slime. Um, uh, this is a uh, Allagash North Sky Stout. It's a smooth, roasted, and silky 7.5% stout. So uh, the the description goes as follows: Allagash North Sky, like a clear night lit by stars. This silky Belgian-inspired stout balances light notes of fruit and sweetness with roasty malt. Inspired by late evenings spent around a crackling campfire, North Sky is brewed to merge lightness and darkness into a super sippable stout 
from Maine with love. Nice. So it's a beautiful can. It's got it a is. bunch of like stars and galaxies and constellations and all that good stuff on there. Uh, but without any further ado, I'm not a stout guy, so this is this is you know this is wh where I needed you across from me so we can kind of share that. <laughs> without any further ado, first sip. Oh my man's really derailed the show, getting on his knees, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Almost made me spit this out. So I really it smells like Malta. Nice. Oh, I like and, that. And you don't like Malta. I don't like Malta. And it's got a malty oh, wow. taste to it, but not super malta -y. You definitely still taste the chocolate. And I can see where that Belgian-y bitterness comes from. Like, I don't, I don't know if you ever had, like, just regular singles or doubles Belgian beers. It's kind of like a little bit, it's like a tingle, like a weird tingle that they give. Um, and I guess maybe that's the 8% of the beer that's that's that too. But That's an 8%er? Yeah. Ooh. Shouldn't have more than two or three of these, but I will. <laughs> Especially I uh, what it's made for. Stouts are typically, we're in fall now. Every other state in the country is in the 50s and 60s, and we're still at the 90s. But normally, campfire, nice cold outside. Drink two or three of these, get you nice and warm inside. Highly recommend. So it'll be on the on the Instagram page for you guys to check it out. Shout out to Allagash yes. Brewery from Maine with Love. From the Circle of Slime with Love. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, man. Moving on, guys. Uh, one thing that I wanted to talk about was these Thursday night football games. Right. Um, we all saw last night, um, or for those who didn't, God bless you. <laughs> You're lucky. <laughs> You're very lucky. Um, <laughs> these Thursday night games are just so bad. We saw another concussion that it looked worse than to us. It really did. Like, it looked worse than to us, but it's not all over the headlines. It's not all over the media. It's not going crazy because the Dolphins are just so loved that they just want to, like, <laughs> destroy us when they see us doing good. But um, what do you guys take on Thursday Night Football? Not to mention they just signed a billions of billions dollar deal with Amazon Prime to get these games. Um, Where do you guys stand on these games do you enjoy them, and do you think they should be a part of the schedule? Jason, I'll come to you first. I do enjoy them, and I do think that they should continue to still be a part of the schedule. And uh, I, I think that Tony Dungy said something very interesting, and he said the way that we should continue going forward is that if you're going to play on Thursday night, then the week before you should have a bye week. The week before you should have a bye week that gives you a full week and then you go on to the thursday night that way you have a longer rest instead of just having i think it what is it four days and then they got to go back out yeah they got to go back onto the field that's crazy and i mean these guys are modern day gladiators you know and i i read a report a while ago that it said like every tackle is like getting into a car accident these guys are having like 15 tackles a game that's that's insane that's damage to the brain you know so i think i do love the thursday night games i think they should continue to be a part of the game i just think it's a scheduling issue it's not so much of the football issue if you could give the teams that are going to play a bye week before they go that would be a great idea in continuing that thursday night tradition that they have established already yeah slime i i just think it's a bad rut of scheduling i think this year the teams that are just playing are just fucking bad and like next week we have to gear up for commanders at bears shoot me now who the fuck wants to watch that i don't think this gets good till week so we have saints and cardinals which is another dud 
maybe Ravens at Bucks week eight, then it starts ramping up. Um, like it's just it's just a bad draw of luck. I feel like all these teams that are playing are just really bad. And then who would have thought Russell Wilson is like the worst QB to ever live? Um, like it's just when did that happen? Right? It's just it's just so bizarre. So I do highly agree that especially now with social media and replays and all these amazing cameras where you can see concussions live on the field and it's happening on a consistent basis. Now they're going to have to figure out a way to stretch these days out because you've already spent, like you said, $12 billion on Thursday night football. You can't just cancel Thursday nights again. So you're going to have to figure out a way to schedule these teams to give them some more times to rest. And it's going to be tough early on in the season because who the hell wants a week one by week or a week two by week. But it needs to be done to get the longevity out of these players and to put a good product on the field for us to watch because the product itself is amazing. Amazon's doing such a great job. They brought in Al Michaels and, and uh, Kirk Herbstreet, which is so awesome. Then they have the next gen stats that you can just pull up on your prime video and all these cool features come up probability for field goal makes. It's so cool to see just the product sucks. Like that's just, <laughs> it's, it's, we're, we're not watching good football. Um, so hopefully Second half of the season, we get some better teams on Thursday nights, even though it doesn't look that great. Um, maybe next year, this is the first year of this. So with everything, it takes time, it takes repetition, and they'll figure it out. This is the first year of Amazon. Amazon we've had, Thursday night football, the, yeah. They've had, a, they've had a long time to fix this, and they still Fair. haven't gotten it right. Uh, Jason? Also, let's consider that they have that one less preseason game, a lot of practices. They're doing a lot less contact in the preseason. Some of these guys, they don't even play any preseason games. They go straight into game one. That's showing season. this year. Yeah, and you're seeing a lot of that with, with, with hamstrings and quads and stuff like that, which is stuff that, you know, guys warm up in, in the, you know, mini camps and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I think that also has, you know, an effect to it, too. I think it all has to do with the rules and the scheduling, and they'll figure it out. You know, it's the NFL. It's a multi-billion dollar business. Like you said, Andy, Amazon paid billions of dollars, and they're doing great. And I think, like you said, by week eight, it'll all correct itself. I mean, it's the NFL. People love it, you know? And these teams, the bad teams, will weed themselves out. But I think it was a great, you know, uh, team up by both of them, Amazon and the NFL, because we consume it. We love it. And Amazon's giving it to us in such a way that it's like, oh, I can consume it like that now. And, and that's that's the biggest thing for me. And you said they'll fix it. And I want to believe it. But like you said, we consume it. It doesn't matter what they fucking give us. If they <laughs> put a game on, we're shit. gonna watch it. And I, I truly believe like the NFL is the worst run league of like all the leagues and the league that cares the less about their players. And I think they don't but give a king. fuck. They're king. I, I think the they US don't give league. a fuck. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna do anything to fix it. Um the NFLPA is just gonna go crazy and trying to make all these changes, but I, I truly don't. I don't see the change coming. I feel like the NFL doesn't fucking care. Um, nobody's gonna stop watching. As bad as last night's game was, I didn't change the channel. <laughs> it's like it it's just football. More content, right? Just yeah. like, what the fuck is Russell Wilson doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you do you guys really like believe and have faith that the NFL, like we have what we feel are great ideas, have only teams come on bye weeks? Do we really think that the NFL will do something to fix this issue, Jason? Moms, the more moms Yo, watching, <laughs> the more moms seeing guys stumble around like that, the more you can see the NFL making changes because moms have the power that nothing else on this world has. And it, it's just moms, dude. 
moms aren't going to let this shit fly because they are the future because they are the ones producing the product that we are watching. So if moms don't like what they're seeing, they're not going to allow their kids signing up for that. And the farm system is high school and it's college and if it's peewee. And if you're not getting anybody volunteering, signing up for that, then where's the product? What is there to consume? Okay, so you're saying the NFL is gonna make the change because where they're gonna see the pain is in the farm system is what you're saying yeah okay like okay. like obviously you're, you're still gonna have your players that are or of course your people it's always football it's football but you're gonna have a lot of elite talent not growing up playing football because their parents are scared of it and and not even that if this gets adopted not by the nfl but at a high school level where high school no longer allows tackle football and it's flag or something like that just to keep the just to keep the high schoolers safe stuff like that like that's a big difference that that changes when you're going to the next level in college and you're not going to have that same speed that same you know wearing pads knowing what it's going to feel like you know jumping from two years right into the nfl you're going to be a fucking deer in headlights you're going to get laid the fuck out and then you're going to not be able to play anyways so We're it seeing... really does come down like jason said to the to the parents seeing change because if not that's that's your future. The future of the NFL is in super doubt if there's nobody playing football. <laughs> We're seeing a lot of seven on sevens now, especially in Texas. Of all places, you would think Texas, that's like football. You're seeing seven on seven being played. And it's because it's safer, you know? And I really do believe, and this is just me, my hot take, in 15 years, we're gonna see flag football on CBS and 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 Fox on Sundays. We're not going to be seeing what we're seeing right not now. Not in this America, brother. I'm sorry. <laughs> may the Lord, may the Lord take me now. If that's what we're we'll watching on <laughs> if Sundays. If I got to watch flag football in 15 years, yeah. not it flag football. Oh, holy shit! But um, all right, man. We're gonna have one last segment here, and then we're gonna close out the show. Um, for everybody that's been tuning in, man. Uh, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for being here with us today. Uh, make sure you hit that like button on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate you guys, and uh, you're the reason we keep it going. All right, the last segment to close us out. Who is on upset alert for week five? Um, who wants to take a stab at this one first? Before that, uh, I got to throw you under the bus, Jake. <laughs> go, go ahead, Slime. I'll let you put it in reverse. Uh, yeah, no, Jason called the upset of the week with the Chargers, and they ended up winning by 20 points. So, you know, that's, that's always clutch. <laughs> uh, hey, man, it, it makes our show that much better. So I love Speaking the of, fucking we pick. need to replay and figure out yes. who did the best out of week two so this guy can chug his wine. I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm going to go over that. Um, I'm going to go over that this weekend. And then to the audience that's listening, uh, we will have our regularly, regularly programmed show on Monday post game. Well, we'll talk about all of Sunday's games. We'll have a plethora of games that we can discuss and uh, we'll give our post game reaction to Jets and Dolphins. But let's stay the course. Who's on upset alert for week five? Slime, give it to us. So I'm going to piggyback on Jason's pick from last week. I think the Chargers going into Cleveland. Cleveland's been playing some, like I love to say, gritty football lately. Jacoby Brissett's doing his thing. And uh, I think the Chargers kind of hindering by a couple injuries still. Keenan Allen once again is out. My fantasy team is fucking suffering because this guy will not play a game this season. Uh, and I think uh -huh. the Browns might pull off the upset at home and beat the Chargers. All right. I like it. Um, Jason, who's on upset alert this week? 
All right. Well, first of all, I saw Vicky is watching the show live, and look what I got. That's a little oh, gift that she precious. made for us. Little pictures of Shout us to together. Yeah. Love you. Thanks. Throw that aside. Uh, secondly, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is. I'm gonna go. All right. So Alex, she's not gonna be happy with this pick, but maybe she will because last week I was horribly wrong. I'm gonna go with the Green Bay Packers on wow. Upsetter. It's a nine. Watch out. Nine thirty London game. This sun, Watch this out! Sunday. Giants wow. are three and one. I still don't know if they're good or not. I don't know what the best part of their team is. But Saquon, they're three Saquon, and one. <laughs> and Saquon. That's right. So, uh, Packers upset alert. New York Giants four and one. I, I like it. I like it. I think these are some great picks. Um, you just made a fan out of EJ. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but um. If I if I had to pick one, I'm gonna ah. go with the Falcons over the Buccaneers. Um, I think the Falcons have been playing uh, pretty good football. Mariota has surprised me. The guys like been pretty decent. Uh, my boy Drake London is balling. Coda Patterson has become an elite running back, and he's on the IR. And Kyle Pitts is out this week. Cordell Patterson's not playing this week. He's either? on the IR. Four on the weeks. IR. Well, I damn, didn't drafted him in like the fourth round. I think. Yeah. Damn. All right, I'm changing my pick then, bro. I, I can do that. <laughs> I'm going to go with Detroit, Jason's favorite team over the New England Patriots. Oh, this week. oh all right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the – I'm going to go with the – sexy dance. I'm, no, the man. Dance. <laughs> don't, don't throw me off track again. Cut it out. <laughs> but, um, all right, man, uh, any final words? Um, yeah, as, Gerard, I yeah. took your ass this week in fantasy, boy. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Jason, final words. Um, talk to us about uh, Sunday's expectation, what you expect to see, and uh, give us a prediction. I expect to see a proficient, efficient offense being ran by the veteran Teddy Bridgewater behind center. I expect to see a more efficient, more dominant running game. I expect to see the defense being the same solid defense that they've been. Um, and I expect a very hard-fought, difficult game, but we, the Dolphins, shall come out victorious. I want to say to all the fans, we love you. Thank you guys for supporting us. We appreciate y'all. Jason Army, stay strong. Two and on. We got another follower. That's what's up. And, uh, you know, in. looking I'm forward to talk to y'all. <laughs> Let's do it, baby. Let's hey, do bitch. it. <laughs> <laughs> all right slime uh give us uh some final words and um give um, us your expectation for sunday's game and a prediction my expectation is teddy bridgewater is gonna hold the ball for too long get the wind knocked out of him for two plays and in those two plays skylar thompson is gonna throw a 70 yard bomb to Jalen waddle and then be the starting quarterback and take us to the super bowl wow <laughs> i mean that's I my hopes and dreams it. it's what i pray for in front of my prayer wall every night but other than that I think it's going to be a, a hard-fought game uh, because we're obviously lacking two, which is a big part of the offense. I think our defense, especially if X-Man doesn't play, has to step it up and play strong and get all the pressure they can. Melvin Gordon? Melvin Gordon. What's the Ingram. dude's name? Melvin Ingram. Ingram. I want you to teabag Zach Wilson twice. Make the <laughs> kids scared. Mom. Make them see ghosts out there like Sam Darnold did. So as long as the defense plays proficiently and as, as great as they have been, I think we take care of business against the Jets at their home. 
I love it. Um, as for me, um, I think the Dolphins come out strong, man. I think uh, we get the offense going, and um, I think Teddy has a has a good game, an efficient game. I think he played really good against the Bengals, and I, I think he's good enough to carry this team to a couple more victories while Tua's out. And um, also, I hope Tua gets better. I was his biggest hater, but good God almighty, the guy was – he was looking like Drew Brees those first uh, three really fucking games of the year. He was he was looking amazing. So I look forward to seeing him back. I never thought I'd say that, but um, yeah, it's my take. I think the Dolphins come out with the win over the Jets. We start three and zero in the division, four and one overall, and uh, we're looking pretty good as we got the Vikings coming in the week after. All right, one last time, I'm gonna hand it to you, Slime, so you could plug us in and give everybody the information that they love to hear. Yeah, guys. So as usual. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. We've actually been getting some good, uh, you know, reactions on Facebook, which hasn't been. So if you guys can, Circle of Slime Pod on Facebook, please like the page um, and spread the word. You know, all of our reels, everything's posted on there. We want to get the attention out there. Um, Instagram, please continue to su- support and like and fucking interact with us. We love that. We love that. All the texts, all the YouTube comments, everything going on today on the show with us. You know, we put all your stuff on here. So if you want to get a shout out, just show us some love while we're on the live. That'd be awesome. Catch us up on YouTube. Like, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Leave those reviews. If you haven't left a review already, please. Spotify, everywhere. Leave reviews. That's how we get this word out. That's how we get the circle bigger. That's how we get everybody involved and nice and tight. Love y'all. See y'all next week. Let's hope for a dolphin dove. And Jason, you're looking damn good, brother. Keep shaking. I'm gonna whoop your ass in fantasy <laughs> this week, baby. Oh, I play you this week. Oh, that's that's easy dubs. What's up? Nah, baby, you going down? All right, all right. Let's do this here. Oh, we got baby. another bet. No, no, double or nothing. Eight mini wine bottles for the for the winner of next week's game. Oh, let's fucking do it. In one sitting. In one, in one show, one show, one yeah. Show. One show, one show. So that way you, you have to drink your your four pack of Sutter Homes, <clears throat> your two four pack of Sutter Homes, the mini ones, throughout the show next week. Winner of winner of our fantasy game. I'm with it. All now, right. Andy Let's doesn't do have it. to go listen to the old pod. We could just <laughs> we could just bake it on that. All right, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Wherever you're at, wherever you are, if you made us the Circle of Slime a part of your day, man, we thank you guys so much. We appreciate you guys so much, and we love every single one of you. It's me, your boy Skinny Jazzy J, and the one and only Ozzy Fucking Fresh. Get lit this weekend, y'all! Happy Friday! It's Friday, yeah. Sunday, Sunday, uh, oh, Sunday, yeah. hey, hey. Sunday, Sunday, uh. All right, let Come me end this shit, bro. Come on, Fasa. Come on, Fasa. <laughs>